0: We're getting you ready for the game on The Build Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. Well, listen, I mean, you know, like you said, we had a really good second period. uh, And just, you know, you start the third period and just blow face-off coverage twice. And, you know, as we touched on, we've continued to shoot ourselves in the foot. And we did it there. And... It's just, uh, it's disappointing because I thought we were going to be able to build some momentum off the second period, and that's not what happened. All right, good afternoon, everyone. I hope you're having a nice day so far, and we've got some Sharks hockey to look forward to us, and I'm just going to start off not by being a complete homer, but just by being a realist. The Anaheim Ducks and the Vancouver Canucks are worse than the Sharks. That's not the worst thing in the world. You know, Nashville only has one more point than the Sharks. Let's, let's just go there. And then we look at, you know, Columbus, Montreal, not exactly world beaters compared to the Sharks right now. So I understand that everybody is not liking what they're seeing right now. Like, believe me, I, I get it. I wanted this Sharks team to be better than what they have shown so far, and there's a lot of things to be unhappy about. I mean, look no further than Eric Carlson stopping his feet, lunging at a puck, allowing the guy to go right by him, which leads to a goal. I mean, that's one of those things where you see it happen and you're like, Oh boy, it's gonna be one of those type of years. And yeah, I listen, I I don't I'm not trying to tell you this team is going to vie for a Stanley Cup. What I continually will ask to see is that you see max effort, is that you see an improvement week to week, and that you see overall things trending in the right direction. But the overall steps of trending in the right direction means it's going to be a couple of steps forward and then a step back. Sharks won two out of three. What we saw on Tuesday night, in my opinion, was a step back. But I also will try and, you know, temper that with saying that Vegas up to this point of the year, they are playing really good hockey right now. And you can only look at the micro when you go into a game at this point of the year because there is not a larger sample size of games that we can, you know, point to and say, oh, well, you know, this is not accurate or not indicative of what this team is. Like right now, at this point in time, Vegas has been one of the best teams in the league up to this point. That cannot be denied. Now you can look at a team like Tampa, which hasn't as good a good start as expected, or some of the other teams, and say, "Well, you know, do you expect them to be what their record shows?" And no, I don't. But one thing is just indicative of a team playing well in the short term, and the other term is in the other form of this is another team not living up to expectations. So you have to take all of these things into consideration when you're looking at what these teams present on the ice, off the ice, etc. It just it doesn't always reality and what happens in the short term are not always the same thing. For instance, I think the reality of the Sharks is better than the way they are playing right now. I don't know that that will prove to be true, but I would believe that they are better than their record, just as there are several other teams in the NHL that are better than their record as well. That said, do I expect Vegas to be the best team in the league all year long or one of the best teams? Not necessarily. Could they be? Yeah, definitely possible. But my point is more of it's early, things change, and I am hoping that when the Sharks get into an easier point of their schedule, they do start to rack up more wins. It doesn't get easier tonight against Toronto, even though Toronto is not at a great state start. It doesn't get easier on Saturday against Tampa, even though Tampa hasn't had a great start. You do get Anaheim, which I feel like they're not off to a great start, and the Sharks could beat them. You also, you know, you'll play Florida, which is not the easiest thing in the world, but then you get then you get another shot at Anaheim, And then you get a couple of days off before you're back at it. Thursday the 10th, you're going to be in St. Louis taking on the Blues. Then you have a Friday night in Dallas. Then you've got a Sunday in Minnesota. And then you've got a Tuesday night in Las Vegas. And then you're going to finally be back home on November 17th when you're hosting the Red Wings. So, you know, there is a bit of tough scheduling for the Sharks to start off the year. But then after that, it is not as hard. So I will definitely keep that in mind, for lack of a better term. The Sharks... Not a good start to the season. There are teams that are off to a worse start than them. So I try to keep it all relative uh, while noting that, you know, this is early, things change. It's not as good as the team was expected to be, in my opinion. Uh, That said, I wasn't expecting them to be world beaters. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things we can try and contrast and compare here, which lead us to the current conclusion of this is not going the way that we had hoped it would. Regardless of how good or bad the Sharks are going to be this year, I think we had all hoped for it to be better. Now, we also start looking at what we've seen in the short term. Second period has been better. Third period, not gotten much better. In fact, you can make an argument that the third period is getting worse. And, you know, the Sharks entered that game on Tuesday night with a 2 1 lead. And it came out in the start of the second period and played physical hockey. They played hockey that made you excited. For What was going to come in the third period because they scored two straight goals, gave themselves a 2-1 lead and had Vegas reeling a bit. I mean, when you get that late period goal, when you go up 2-1 and steal momentum entirely, it's one thing to tie. But when you can flip that narrative on its head and take a 2-1 lead heading into the second intermission before the third, to me, that's, that's a good sign. That's like, okay. You're doing things well. You've learned from what was not a terrible first period, it wasn't great, but they made their best out of their best look they got. And you know what? That's okay. Like you you bounce back from a, a rough first period, which wasn't the worst we've seen, but not great. But then they had a great second period. And the third period, it just right away give up a goal. And then a little bit later, they give up two consecutive goals, just minutes apart. And it's like oof. The wheels fell off. And that's the thing with this team. When the wheels come off, they come off quickly. And it's a little bit distressing to see. And that's, it's something we've talked about over the past couple of years. It's something we talked about a lot during the abbreviated 56-game schedule in 2021, is that how does this team respond to adversity? How do they overall respond when things aren't going their way? And that's that's something that I want to see. I want to see these guys go out there and be able to give up a goal and be able to fight their way back into it. Like, not just have the steamrolling momentum of taking it from down 0-1 to up 2-1, because it seems like that momentum carries them right onto their faces that it all falls flat. In different scenarios play out in different games and yeah, I mean you love to be a front runner, you love to take a 1 nothing, 2 nothing, 3 nothing lead early and cruise to a win, but I, I would t- for the mental aspects of this team, one of the things that I'm hoping to see is the Sharks go up 1 nothing and then maybe go down 2-1 and then see if they can fight back for a 3-2 win or hold off the opposition um you know from scoring that game tying goal in the third period. Like, that's the kind of game I want to see. I want to see a a back and forth where they do not get swamped by the other team's momentum because up to this point of the year, it feels like the Sharks have just been plugging holes only to see the damn, you know, spring a leak elsewhere. It's that you're trying to make the second period better, and it shouldn't be at the sacrifice of the third period. You're trying to be hotter out of the gates, and that shouldn't mean that you, you know, just don't do anything but play better defense and have not much offensive uh, opportunities in the first period, and the shots on goal are getting a little bit better. But at the same time, the Sharks are not, I mean, they're the worst shooting, shooting team in the league right now. A and B, they are just not finding the back of the net. And that's one of the things that we can, you know, talk about the most here is that Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle are not producing. That is the most distressing aspect of this. That is the most unexpected aspect of all of this. And it's also why I feel things will get better because there is not a scenario in which anyone could have predicted that you would have had one combined goal from both Tomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer through the first nine games of the year. If you did predict that, by the love of God, tell me what to put on my Powerball for tonight's or Saturday night's drop because that's like $800 And if you could see that coming, then you can see a lot coming. So I just, you know, I, I don't understand how this is the reality for both Tomasz Hurdle and Timo Meyer, Especially considering that Tomasz Hurdle scored a goal in game number one. He was one of the few bright spots. And it's like, okay, well, you know, the rest of the team might be on, you know, West Coast time. But Tomasz Hurdle's fired up for this game. Maybe he can get the Sharks back going. And you know, no, it's it's been totally nowhere. It's been not what the team has been expecting. So, again these things that we're seeing, they have to be considered somewhat an aberration, right? Like it has to be considered somewhat abnormal that these teams, these guys are not performing as well as they otherwise would have been expecting to. I'm sure there is a possibility that they could both have what we eventually deem to be down years and what we might eventually deem to be a down year for the Sharks. But my general takeaway from all sports is that scorers score eventually they have the season or they have similar numbers to what you expected to. That could mean that we're going to start tonight with both of them getting a couple of goals and looking exactly like they expected to. And I do think that, considering the Sharks have played well against Toronto in the past, that if they do have a good game, if they do look like themselves, then the Sharks have a much better chance of winning this game. But the most important thing that I think we can point to is that they are both aware of their relative responsibilities, and I think they are disappointed in their games up to this point of the season. The Tomash hurdle that we heard after the game on Tuesday night is not everyone's favorite, lovable, you know, happy, smiling, you know, has almost an anime caricature smile of a face in Tomáš Hurdle. I mean, that was an angry, you know, drop curse words, Tomáš Hurdle, which is not the norm. I mean, let's let's be honest, guys. Tomáš Hurdle is not usually reacting to the game of hockey and his own performances the way that he was the other night. This was an angry Tomáš Hurdle. It was a disappointed and dejected Tomáš Hurdle. And, well, I mean, you don't have to take my word for it. Listen to Hurdle himself. Yeah,
1: you know, I feel shitty because I think especially second, you know, it was probably the best second in so far the season but our start in third wasn't good you know they come on us right away and and we just did a couple mistake and give give them the goals you know we've been talking if they score like we just can give them but we just give them the goals and and this one feel pretty bad because i think especially second you know we have a lot of shots we've been strong you know zone and and scored late you know uh goal and felt good but the start in third was pretty really bad from us.
0: And again, I like the happy Tomas Hurdle, not the sad, dejected, upset one. Not just because it would be better for the sharks, but you know, it just it's so counter to his personality, the way he naturally vibes with life. You know, that's not him running at what we would consider an optimum level. That's Tomas Hurdle um, you know, relatively pushed down, squashed. I don't mean depressed in a mental health way, but I mean his personality, you can hear that it's all being pushed upon. He's not humming at the high level that he should be. This is the Tomas Hertl We're used to, you know, smiling and laughing and having a good time with the game of hockey. It's his source of happiness in life beyond his family, obviously. That takes, you know, the, the number one slot. But he does act as a guy who derives joy from the game. And you can see it on his face clear as day during the game when he scores, when he gets an assist, when he just overall is having a good game. And right now, that's not what we're seeing.
1: Yeah, you know, for sure it's... Everybody has to travel, you know. You know, you know. We have a lot of, you know, been all over the place, and we got the most games same time in NHL, I think. You know, and and it was a lot of hockey so far. But you know, some games was right there. But we just play kind of half games. But for sure, it's nice to get some practice and and work done because we didn't have really much time. But. You know we we know what we're missing. It's you know top players. You know and then and, and we have to just find a way. You know we got some chances, but we have to still better and and score some goals. You know it's it's not an easy time. I don't know if I ever actually get through it. Like especially early the season. You know you always get there, but you know we. Uh, I know I have to be better, you know, we, we we know we have to score the goals and and we don't score much, but, you know, has to start with us and we have to just still be better, you know, so we got some last couple of games chances, you know, and rebounds and almost there, but, you know, we have to be more hard around the net and get some unlucky like lucky bounces for a hard greasy goal and and hopefully eventually hopefully start because the shots are there but it's for sure frustrating because you wanna help the team and you're trying so hard and right now it's feel you got forty seconds ozone chips and bounce and they score against you, you know, and it's feel really shitty and and you know it's we get always through you know some tough time for us it really sucks it's early the season and but we have to find a way we have to you know we have to be, I have to be better and stronger and I have to make a play and help the team win because you know it's expecting from us but you know now we get a little time at home and and figure out and for sure be better but at the same time be home but it's, it's for next five games the games and the schedule don't get really easier so we have to just rest up and, and be ready because we get some teeth coming up.
0: And the hope is that they will come back with a little bit more fight and fire and anger into the games. And yes, I understand, like Tomáš Hurdle does there, that the schedule has been difficult. But it's not the be-all, end-all for what a team will go through over the course of a season. You would hope that they would have the strength and the mental resolve to be able to bounce back and just anger their way through a win. And sometimes you do have to play that angry style of hockey. I mean, that's one of the things that I look to. You just have to go out there, take no prisoners, and be the better team regardless of what the matchup is on paper. And honestly, it's what the Sharks did during the second period of the game against Vegas. You saw it right out of the gate. Radim Schimek was coming out and slamming guys into the boards. I loved it. I love that physical hockey. You got Timo Meyer engaged in the game. He was dropping some hits. You saw everybody out there being more physical. Vegas didn't know what to do. That was not the same Sharks team they saw in the first period of the game. So I want that physicality right out of the gate tonight. I do not want to see another slow start. This is another problem we've seen with the Sharks over the last few games. The other team has tried to swarm them, is just buzzing, and you've got whoever's going to be in net in that night just absolutely fighting off what looked like really good opportunities. And I know that the Sharks have settled down after some rough first two, three, four minutes, but you can't let momentum swing in favor of your opposition that quickly into a game. You have to be ready for what they're bringing. You have to be ultimately aware of what type of a challenge you are going to be facing because that to me is something else that has to be fixed. Just like the power play, just like, you know, having that one absolutely abysmal period. I mean, these are the things the Sharks are dealing with right now. They are trying to plug the holes and make it all better. And maybe we'll see Nick Benino back tonight. Maybe that'll help things do a little bit better at this point of the season. But right now, you know, the Sharks are trying to figure things out. And when you're trying to figure things out, it leads you to having answers in one area and not having answers in another. I mean, what caught up to us was them. They played, they came ready to play. We were sleepy, obviously rebounded in the second period. So, you know, they played back to back. So everybody's got, nobody cares. Everybody's got travel issues. Everybody's got a story to tell. Nobody cares. You just got to play when the games start. And, you know, we weren't ready to go, but tip our hats to our guys for recovering and having a good second period. But ultimately it needs to be better than just the second period. They need to be able to play a full 60 minutes of hockey. And we've seen them come close a couple of times. And even when they haven't been great, they've played more than enough high quality minutes to register a couple of wins and sometimes it's taken even more than the allotted 60 like their first win of the year but the fact is they are capable of having performances that are better than what we've seen
1: maybe like here yeah, first like you know we we didn't have one really good line gets you know we got all four lines kind of get stuck in d zone give them chances kind of momentum but we've been standing right there and even after second we you know it's tough because we kind of uh, start open up the game without like uh, and we didn't play all game like that and give them easy chances that will try make make up a good save too and 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 it just can happen we just you know it feels every game we just give up you know ordinary rushes and 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 it's not just about ease forward, we have to communicate and be better because, you know, we, we just can't give up, you know, we were like right there, we played a really good hockey game and we just give it to them, you know, if it's, if it's loss it has to be like battle and, and you know, sometimes it's happening a bad bounce, but we just can't give it to them and, you know, we have to talk to all five guys on the ice, but, you know, we, we know we have to still be better.
0: One of the more interesting things I heard after the game the other night was from Nico Sturm talking about why they were better in the second period specifically. And I think it's, listen, Nico has been able to say the right thing up to this point. He's been able to identify um, some of the problems. And he was actually honest in saying that, yeah, the schedule has been tough, the travel. But he also talked about just why they've had success at certain moments like the second period. And I think that needs to be heated.
1: Yeah, there was certain simplicity to our game certainly maybe a fatigue factor for them coming of a back to back maybe plays into it you got the long changes on the on the sec, on the sec, in the second period um and then uh our second and third period couldn't have been more more opposite right um uh too many mistakes uh too many too many easy mistakes i think that's like you know it's not like they they were snapping the puck around and and, and going bar down and you're like Man, like, there's nothing we could have done about those goals. Like, we we just, uh, yeah, we're hurting ourselves so far this season, yeah.
0: Like, and that's the thing that we keep on coming back to is that the Sharks are doing themselves in. They are not world beaters by any means, and they should not be the top team in the NHL right now. But you do feel like they are capable of being better than their record shows right now. Like, there are a lot of self-inflicted wounds, and it's a overused statement up to this point of the year, but you see it time and time and time again. You're watching them make mistakes that are hurting them, that are hampering them, that are keeping them from performing at an optimal level, and that is just ultimately what the issue has been. It's like they they are their own worst enemy at this point. Yes, they have been outplayed by certain teams and at certain moments, but as often as they've been outplayed, and probably more so, they've been their own worst enemy. And that, to me, is something that ultimately has to be the focus on going into a game. Like, don't commit the mistakes we know we are capable of not committing, that we are know we are capable of cleaning up. If the Sharks play a high-quality game and get defeated, that's one thing. But to be consistently on the wrong end, to be consistently out of position, to be consistently making errors that make you scratch your head, that is where people get frustrated. That is where people look at you know, the entirety of what they see in any given game and think to themselves, what is going on out there? And I think that's it's a valid thing to wonder about because you see some of these errors and you think, what is going on out there? But they are ultimately more capable than what they show and I think that's what's making all of this so very, very frustrating. You can get more out of Timo Meyer and Tomáš Hertl by a long shot. You can get more out of Eric Carlson. You can get more out of the overall continuity when you're moving the puck up the ice. Make the juice worth the squeeze all right we're out of time join us at seven for live pregame game coverage on the sharks audio network for the san jose sharks i'm ted Rainey, signing off this podcast can be found for download under sharks hockey digest on itunes google and spotify and on demand anytime on the sharks plus sap center app presented by western digital
1: all music by yogi Yen.